Warning, the opinions expressed on this particular podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They do not represent the army, the police, or anything else. Simply our opinions, no one else's. Thank you and enjoy before I forget. Hey guys, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Anchor.fm. It's the platform that we're using to broadcast our podcast to you. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, kind of like what I'm doing right now. When hosting Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Radio, and tons more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. Best thing you can do if you're looking to start your own podcast is go ahead and download Anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get to our show before I forget. Hey, good morning, friends. It's Tyree here with uh, Before I Forget. We're working on a new episode. It should be out later tonight. But I figured I would give you guys, use guys, an uh, episode where I just explain a little bit about me and my police career. So I left the Army active duty in 2005, the summer 2005, and I moved back home to uh, Inglewood, California. Um, I'd always plan on joining the uh, police and funny story when I got out of the army I went to uh, take the test to be a California Highway Patrol like the same week uh, and I failed that test by two points and that fucking crushed me man I was so bummed out because that's all I really wanted to do was to be a police officer and the whole time I was in the army. And that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, I joined the armies to be a police officer at some point. Anyway, felt that test crushed, uh, at the time, um, life was really weird for me because it was just a big transition. I remember Absher was talking a few days ago about how, you know, getting out of the army and things are going to change and it's a little fucking terrifying. And it was, Eventually, I'm like, fuck it. I'll take the LAPD test, even though I didn't really want to do the LAPD test. But I took it anyway because I needed work. Got to have insurance. Got to have a job. Got to be able to take care of yourself. So I took the test and I passed it. And uh, went through the whole process, the whole hiring process. And I was rejected at the end. They said I didn't have enough life experience. I'm like, bitch, how in the fuck do I not have life experience when I spent four years in a different country? I went to one war zone, one peacekeeping mission. Like, give me a break. How, how much more life experience do I need? So I went to go work at TSA for a year or two, which is a fucking nightmare. And I'm not a fan of TSA at all. Uh, and I reapplied and I got on. It took about three months. The first time I got rejected took a year. And the second time I got accepted, it was three months. So we start the academy. 
that's all done. I'll talk about that separately. Uh, but my first duty station or a place that I was stationed first or my first division I worked out of was this place called Harbor. It's in uh, San Pedro in California. It's all LAPD. LAPD covers an entire a huge part of L.A. city and uh, breaks down into 21 or 22 different divisions. And Harbor was one of them. So that's where I went. <sighs> Working at a harbor was a special, <laughs> special thing. Uh, I had this uh, training officer who was like just a fucking heavyweight intercontinental super heavyweight bitch that I couldn't stand. I'm not even going to name her because I'm not going to give her the pleasure. But she did everything in her power to make my life a living hell the whole time I was a fucking probation officer with her. She never gave me anything good. I can never get involved with anything too crazy. I think she had beef with, with people who were in the military, I think. Maybe she slept with some guy who screwed her over and her whole life she's had this anger towards military people. So when I came to work with her, I was two weeks late because I just got done with uh, a drill that required me to go to Washington or South Carolina or something like that. So when I showed up, I was a little bit behind everyone else and she gave me shit from day one. I didn't know how to use the computer because I didn't train on it. I didn't know how to write a report according to her. Eventually me and her had it out in the car. Like I had, you got to be with your training officer for about two months. You get three at the time. So three training officers for six months. And then you have six months of unsupervised work where no one has to sit around and watch you and grade you and rate you and all kind of stuff. So we had it out. Maybe about the last uh, two weeks I've worked with her, you know, I, my wife just had our son. She told me I couldn't take fucking leave because it would look bad. And I'm like, well, my wife just had a 10 pound kid. You want me to sit around and not help her out? Fuck you. So, you know, still I listened to her and didn't take leave. And uh, one day we got into the car and I asked her to go back to the station because I left something. I know I messed up, but she snapped. She's like, you know what? You're a terrible officer. I'm like, you know what? You're a fucking terrible fucking training officer. I haven't learned shit from you over the last fucking two months. All you do is fucking ride me and ride me around. Don't say shit. Sit there and make me eat at a desk or a table away from everybody else because you're a fucking bitch and I can't stand it. Take me fucking home. Take me back to the station. Drop me off and I quit this shit. She turned white, her face, fucking stone cold, like, oh, so you're just going to quit? I'm like, yeah, because you're not giving me a fucking fair shake. I'm busting my ass doing this shit, and constantly all I'm hearing from you is shit, constantly, ass. I don't want to fucking hear this shit no more. Yeah, you got to be tough to be a cop, but you ain't got to be a fucking asshole to everybody all the time, because something's wrong with your fucking life. Again, she didn't say anything. We just kind of sat there, and then we started arguing, screaming at each other back and forth. I'm like, fuck it, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to tell this chick exactly what's on my mind eventually we finished the shift i finished my time with her which was still a nightmare because she still wouldn't let me sit with her while she sat there and had uh, dinner during the day with her guys who she always flirted with which is bullshit 
one guy was a, uh, I'm dropping times. One guy was a uh, referee for the NFL and he would always bring her stuff. And I always thought that was sketchy. Anyway, fast forward, we get through everything. I get a new training officer. He's like, I don't know what the fuck her issue was. You're a pretty good dude. I went from having no felony warrant arrests or anything like that in one month to 10 within a week with this new guy. Thank you for letting me fucking work. Let the guy go out there and do some digging. Anyway, I'm done with with the harbor and I'm moving on to uh, South Central or uh, 77th Division in Los Angeles. Now, people think 77 is one of the tougher places to work. It's uh, definitely more urban than a lot of the other places, um, primarily black and Hispanic, not many whites. It's a hood. It's South Central. Um, I was unsupervised. I didn't have to have somebody sit and stand over me and grade everything I'm doing. But for this particular day, I got to work with this older guy. He's 20, 30 years on. Real cool, though. He didn't give a fuck. He did not give a fuck about nothing. He's just like, man, as long as we go home at night, I don't, I don't care. So I'm like, cool by me. So let's take it easy. This is, uh, it's got to be summertime 2007, I don't know, 2009. Uh, like I said, Anthony was just born. Um, so, you know, I'm the, the proud father. So every time I hear a call about a kid, I'm jumping on it. I want to go and help out children. I didn't realize how fucked up this one particular call would be. So, call comes out. There's a uh, grown man punching a baby in a stroller. This is right around the corner from 77th Division Station. You know, initially when you see calls like that, you're like, eh, it's no way a grown man is punching a baby in a stroller. But according to the comments of the call from the computer, this man is punching his baby so hard it's bouncing out of the stroller. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go check this shit out. Can't be right. Someone must have seen something. And they, you know, misconstrued it. Bigger than shit, we get to the scene and there's a man, a woman, a small child, and a baby in a stroller. My partner's like, hey, everything looks fine, but you should call an ambulance just to have that kid checked out, just to be sure. I'm like, all right, cool. Sounds good. Call the ambulance. I'm sitting there joking with the family, talking to the mother, joking around with the one kid. It's really hot outside. And his kid's wearing a onesie in the stroller. So I'm like, that's kind of weird. Summertime, you know, you don't need all those kind of clothes on. His kid's going to get sick. So I'm now I'm glad I caught the ambulance. And they show up. Still sitting there joking around with the father. Noticing how the one kid has brand new Jordans on. Brand new shoes, clothes. He looks put together. But this one kid and the fucking stroller still got me irked. Ambulance shows up. They uh, take the kid in the back and start checking him out. He's maybe about eight, nine months, around the same age as Anthony, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, but not by much. 
the uh, ambulance, the uh, paramedic comes back to me. He says, hey, we have to take this kid to the doctor, the, the ER right now. I'm like, well, <laughs> what? I'm like, well, what's wrong? They're like, well, the kid's running the temperature of 103. I'm like, it's hot outside, but, you know, that's pretty bad. So let's get him moving. But the uh, ambulance, the paramedic is uh, he's like, there's more. I'm like, what do you mean there's more? He's like, well, there's bruises all over this kid. He probably has some broken bones. And I go, oh shit, I guess the person who saw what they saw, you know, didn't just make that up. That's something they actually saw. Good thing they called. He's like, there's more. <clears throat> there's, uh, looks like this kid's been, uh, boiled. Not boiled, but there's burns all over his body. Burns. Uh, we're talking really bad ones. I didn't really in, in, inspect. <laughs> inspect the kid when I first came in contact but I, I just didn't see that he had welts all over his body and he's like well there's more I'm like there's more he's like yeah so he opens up the kid's mouth shines a light he's like you see those red marks I'm like yeah he's like what does that look like to you I'm like I have no clue you're, you're the fucking doctor here you tell me he's like it looked like someone put a cigarette out in this kid's mouth several places this kid's been tortured. My fucking heart sank. That fucking... Broke my heart, man. This fucking kid. He's like, there's more. I'm like, fuck, how much more? He's like, well... You know how you have a baby toe, a little pinky toe on your foot? It's like, this kid's, uh... His is partially missing. Like, what the fuck do you mean it's partially missing? Looks like somebody tried to chop it off. Are you serious? Now I'm pissed. I'm uh, out of the corner of my eye. I'm, I'm looking at the father and the mother. They don't hear everything that we're talking about, but I, I can feel them. And it's pissing me off that they're even there. There's more, but I'm not even going to get into that. Eventually, the kid uh, is taken to the hospital, and uh, he has some other infections that the doctors have to keep them him there for a while to help, you know, clear up. Um, I was devastated, man. I went back to the car after the hospital stuff. I went back to the station where the mother and the father was under were under arrest. I'm like, I'm going to fucking try guys for attempt murder on this kid. Like, fuck that. He had no one to defend him. Like, oh, it was someone else who was watching him, who did all this shit. So I'm like, so you knew that this shit had happened and you didn't say anything? You didn't report it? What kind of fucking parents are you? So, you know, I booked them for attempt murder on the child. Of course, it got knocked down to just gross child negligence. I think the mother got off. The father got some time, but not much. But the best part about this story is the kid was adopted by the doctor who worked on him. I, I'm not going to put his name out there, but I do keep up with him. He's around the same age as Anthony, and he's doing well. Thank God. That's some of the shit that we have to deal with as police. You don't think about that kind of stuff before you join. 
you really don't. You don't think that, you know, I'm going to come across a person putting cigarette butts out in the child's mouth. Who the fuck does that? Who thinks, you know, I'm going to go to work and see that. But that's the kind of shit that you have a good chance of seeing when you're a police officer. You don't think about that. You don't think about the reports of child abuse and molestation and rape, uh, kidnappings, shootings, murders, missing people, things like that. You don't think about that kind of stuff. You just think about the fucking fun pursuits and all that kind of stuff. But man, there's so much paperwork that goes along with everything else. Eventually, I'm going to tell more stories about police work. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the funny shit, the stuff you didn't think about that goes along with police work. And uh, I think it's probably best that I do these on my own. Um, I was even considering having my own separate show just for police stuff, but I think it's probably best to mix in some of these stories so you guys can hear them. So you get a little bit more clear picture of me and who I am as a man. Uh, yeah, so tons more stories, tons more stories, man. I have, I don't know what, 13, 14 years of police stories to tell, 16 years of army stories to tell. So, you know, we have a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stories to convey to you guys about this whole thing of ours. So thank you for listening. Uh, again, this is just a short one later tonight. We're going to have Stamper on and I'm going to put that out highly polished i'm gonna edit all the crap that doesn't need to be there out and i hope you guys enjoy it and uh thank you for listening to me babble on before i forget <laughs>